Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Hey, before we jump into today's episode, did you know that I've created just for you a massive collection of freebies that includes my Do Something book. It's a no BS guide for anyone who wants to stop wasting their time today. There's also the Fabulous Day Cheat Sheet, the 25 Ways to Make Your Life Instantly Better Guide. I've also included a 12-month habit tracker template, the Abundant Mindset Guide. There's also the fantastic Your Future Self Workbook. It's a workbook designed to bring your future self to life. And finally, the Vent and Move On Workbook. It's a workbook I designed to help you resolve any issue. Right now, all these freebies are sitting inside my secret library, which you can sign up and access via dreambigmyfriend.com forward slash freebies. That's forward slash freebies. There is honestly so much goodness there. Now it's time to dive into today's episode. Hello, my friends. This is Frances Vitakovic, and you are listening to the Dream Being My Friend podcast. Today, I want to chat about decluttering, and I actually can't believe that I've made it like over 150 episodes and never spoken about something that I am so passionate about, keeping life as simple as possible. I really believe in that mantra, less is more. It's something that I feel strongly about, and how how have I not spoken about this before? Anyway, today is the day. So the reason that I'm having a conversation about this is that here in Australia, I don't know how you do things in other parts of the world, but here in my suburb in Sydney, Australia, where I live, we're allowed to organize three, I know it's actually four curbside pickups. So you're allowed to like call or book over the internet a day where this massive truck comes and collects all the junk that you've thrown onto your curbside. So I think there's like particular rules, like you can't throw away paint or like big batteries or TVs. Like I think we've got collections that are specific for that, but on this day, it's pretty much all the household clutter that you don't need to get rid of, like old furniture, it can go on the curb and someone will come and just take it away. A truck will do that. So I actually hadn't personally done a really big decluttering session for a while because if you've done, if you've ever done one in your life, you feel so good after you've cleared out all the clutter that it's almost like your mission not to introduce any more junk or any more clutter into your house. Now, before I go in and tell you what I personally did need to work on, because it is something that I had to like learn to let go of, I'm just going to share with you some quotes about why decluttering is so important. And I really do think that a quote often just says it the best. So the first quote is by Avenal Celeste, who said, clutter doesn't just occupy the house in which you live. It occupies your mind. Definitely true. There's another one by Karen Kingston who said, when you live surrounded in clutter, it is impossible to have clarity about what you are doing in life. And another quote by John Robbins, who says, anything that you possess that does not add to your life or your happiness eventually becomes a burden. And one final quote. So this one is by Laurie Buchanan, who said, clearing out clutter, be it physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual, brings about ease and inspires a sense of peace, calm, and tranquility. And that is why I am obsessed with being as minimalistic as possible. Now, that's not to say that I haven't accumulated things in my life, but my goal is to be as minimalistic as possible and to only have things in my house that are useful and that I love and that have actually a purpose. So 
This time round, because I probably once a year go and do a massive spring clean. It's also spring here in Sydney, September, like the sun is shining and it's amazing. This was a perfect opportunity to walk around my house and like literally like look at all the rooms, study what I have there. Is there anything that just doesn't belong? It doesn't serve a purpose. It just doesn't even make sense. And it's time to say goodbye to. So that is what I did. But I'm going to tell you where I got stuck because there is a little thorn in my side, something that I've actually really struggled to declutter and I've had to practice, like I've had to make a conscious decision to actually work out how I'm going to deal with this particular sentimental stuff. Of course, it's sentimental, like that's the hardest stuff to let go of. So if you were to come into my home, you know, today, or even let's just say last week before this declutter session, you would say that I'm pretty neat and tidy and everything's really organized. But I personally had my little secret spots where I was able to like stash or almost like hide away some things that I probably should have gotten rid of years ago. And the two biggest categories, let's just say if we call it categories that these items fall into, it's books. Um, have you already guessed that I absolutely love books and I wonder like I struggle to let go of them? Books. And the other category is sentimental, like old toys. Now you're probably hearing me say like toys and my kids are like 17 and turning 15. So it's crazy that I still have toys, but I'm going to share with you what I did or how I pulled it off this time. So let's just talk about the book component of things. So in case you haven't guessed, I am totally obsessed with books. I would say that I've owned probably thousands of books, like over the course of my life, my adult life, since I started reading, if I read a book and I loved it, I felt like I had to own a copy of it. And sometimes like, even if I never read it again, just looking at it just made me feel really good. For, for whatever reason, I do have an attachment to books. And I know that when we moved into this particular house, like 10 years ago, I came with so many books that I think that like my husband was actually freaking out. He doesn't probably, wasn't even aware that I had that many books. But anyway, thanks to the advent of the Kindle and the fact that we can buy ebooks now, I like managed to curb this crazy book buying behavior, except when it came to kids' books. So confession time, like if I was ever at the you know shopping center with the kids when they were young and they wanted to buy a book, I'd be like, oh my gosh, like let me buy that for you. It just absolutely made my day if they wanted to read something and I would literally buy them whatever books they wanted to have which led to, once again, a massive accumulation of books. Okay, I'd already culled my collection down and yet I had accumulated this massive collection of kids' books that I, for whatever reason, found it really hard to say goodbye to. So what did I do? How did I get rid of these books? So like I said earlier, a couple of months ago, I was sitting looking at this amazing collection of kids' books, like all the Roald Dahl, uh, the whole set, I think we actually had two box sets for some reason. I know, totally crazy. And then there'd be every Diary of the Wimpy Kid book. And then there'd be every Tom Gates book and um, all the David Williams books, like every book, right? And I knew in my heart of hearts that my kids were never, ever going to go back and read them. Like they're long gone past that phase. They still do occasionally read books, but they're definitely never going to go back and revisit, revisit these particular books. And I had to accept that truth. And once you acknowledge it's something that you have taking up your space is never going to be used again in the foreseeable future. You know, like next time someone would be reading those books is when I'm passing them on to my grandkids. And did I really want to hold on to these books for the next 20 years? I have to say, or 30 years, who knows? A part of me wanted to say yes. It was like, of course, I want to hold on to these books. But I knew it was taking up space. I had held on to it because 
I'm very sentimental when it comes to books. Like I, I would see them, I'd look at them and I'd like, you just make me remember all these amazing moments of my kids being younger and so cute and back in primary school. And I know a lot of the decluttering experts say the memories don't fade just because you get rid of an item. But for me, and I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, like if I didn't have that item, I literally would forget. Those memories do not come back into my head until I see that book. And it's almost like I can almost visualize particular moments reading this book and when we read it and what we were doing at a particular time. So for me, those books definitely did symbolize memories. But it was time to do some decluttering. So the only way that I've personally been able to let go of some sentimental items, especially over the last few months, is by knowing that they're going to a better place where they're going to be appreciated so much. So with those kids' books, my initial decluttering, I think I sent, I went back to my children's primary school. So that's up to year six here in Sydney, Australia. And I think I donated at least 200 books. Like it was like a massive, I think I was pulling like this little wag anything like I had to fill it was filled to the brim with books and I remember taking into the school asking because all the books were almost like totally brand new the excellent quality whether I could donate those books to the library and they just happily accepted it and it made me feel good knowing that the books that I was letting go of were going to be appreciated by so many other kids And even though it was hard walking away, I can't tell you, I think I almost had a tear in my eye. It was like I was almost saying goodbye to this like part of their childhood. And without those books, I would probably forget it, that it made me feel good to be of service, to offer a donation to the school that I knew that they would value and that those books would be loved and appreciated so much. So that is something I started two months ago. And here I am last week doing a new decluttering session. And I knew that I had more books to let go of and I got really strict in myself. When you realize that you are holding onto something, which is literally just taking up space, even if you love it, but it has no more purpose in your home, like those moments have come and gone. The easiest way that I found to set those things free is to send them into loving homes where you know that they will be appreciated. So I remember just last week, we're in lockdown in here in Sydney. We're not supposed to literally go anywhere. You're not supposed to have, you know, we can't even have, we don't even have our charity shops open to donate things to. But I got, I think, two boxes of my leftover books and my neighbor was across the road. He had two young girls. I called him over. I gave him the books and I sent them on their way. And the same had to do with these leftover toys. Okay. I mentioned that I still have toys in my house. Now, when I speak about toys, it's almost like a ridiculous notion because my kids are like heading towards adulthood, almost 15 and 17, and I still have Lego. So of course, the way I originally justify this is that I have a little niece. I've got lots of little cousins. I love having stuff for them to play with when they come over. Of course, like, okay, that's one sort of good reason, like valid in my own mind. But I wasn't just holding on to Lego. I was holding on to some really educational, valuable resources that I knew kids would benefit from. So what happened last week was when my son had his OT occupational therapist come over, I literally pulled out the last of those boxes of toys and asked her whether it'd be useful from an OT perspective when working with kids. She said, oh my gosh, this would be so amazing. And I said, oh, this is really hard for me. Like I'm letting go of the last of it. I still have the Lego, by the way. Like I cheated and I held onto the Lego. But I gave everything else to her and I felt so amazing at the end. 
you actually know when you're doing the right thing. Like when you are donating something or giving something away or decluttering anything and it makes you feel lighter once you've passed it on, that is a really good indication that you have made the right choice. Now, like I've admitted, I have still held on to my Lego. Why have I held on to my Lego? Because I don't want to let it go. And I don't think that anyone should ever be forced to give away anything that they're not ready to get rid of or anything that's super special to them and has so much value that it just would hurt you to let it go. Like you would regret it. For me, I knew that I had to be brave and I knew that the easiest way to let go of some sentimental items that were not going to be used in the foreseeable future until I had grandchildren The only way that it would grant me some peace of mind is to giving it to people in need or someone that would really appreciate it because that made me feel as if I was passing the love on. It would be used, it would be valued, it would be enjoyed and I was never going to take those things with me to the grave. Like no one's going to get buried with all these things that we're hoarding or holding on to. But just note there is a time and place for everything I have waited until my kids were 17 and almost 15 to let go of some things that I have just held on to because I wasn't ready to let go. You do need to be ready and sometimes you have to wait a couple of years to get there and that is totally okay. For me, I said I'm still holding on to Lego because I want to and that's okay. There's no right and wrong when it comes to decluttering. But like I mentioned earlier, when you get rid of something or pass it on and it makes you feel better, excellent sign that you are decluttering the right stuff. You don't miss it and you're happy to see it loved and appreciated by another family. Now, I know I've spent a lot of time talking on this episode about letting go of sentimental things. They weren't the only things that I let go of. We did a regular declutter where I think that we filled at least 10 garbage bags of things that we donated to one of those Make-A-Wish collection bins. That's what we call them here. So all the clothes that no longer fit us, especially like the kids are growing. So anything that they'd outgrown, anything that we no longer cared for, we donated it. We were just like really ruthless when it comes to culling our wardrobe. And I love that that goes to people in need. So that obviously makes you feel, it just makes it easier to give things away when you know that they're going to people in need. The cool thing that happened with our curbside collection, because I'm trying to work out what is the stuff that actually went into that curbside. But over here, sometimes if you put something good uh, on that curb, other people will come and collect it. Once again, I absolutely love that. I want things to go to great homes. I don't necessarily want to see anything in landfill unless it's like total rubbish and cannot be used. So when I have a curbside collection that's quite big the night before and it disappears or almost disappears by that morning, that's something that I totally appreciate because I want things to be used. If it's not useful to me and it can be useful to someone else, fantastic. It's just like a win-win scenario because I have more space and less clutter in my home. And obviously the person who's grabbed the item has a need for it. It serves a purpose. It saves them money. It saves them from having to go to the shop and buy something different. So it can just be reused and recycled. Win-win, like total win-win. So my friend, here I am chatting about decluttering and I probably went off on a little tangent when I spoke about letting go of things that are really sentimental. I have a feeling that I'll be recording a lot more episodes on this very topic because I haven't even begun to touch upon about how decluttering makes you feel like the less stuff you have in your life, the less stress and the more focused you feel. Honestly, I always say a tidy space equals a tidy mind. And it is so much easier to feel focused and clear when when your environment works for you rather than against you. 
And I love having a really clean, like minimalistic, simple environment. I don't know if you guys have ever gone camping where you literally take just a bag of clothes, one plate for each person, like one cup for each person, and you just like live with the bare essentials, like just the bare necessities and nothing more, nothing less. You just have exactly what you need. And when I, we go, we used to go camping every single year, sometimes a couple of times a year. And they really were like the times where I felt the least stressed and my mind was the most clear because I had everything I needed and nothing more. I had the people that I loved. I was surrounded by friends and family and nothing more and nothing less. Like that for me was pure happiness. And that for me is the reason why I love having a decluttered home because it's as Gretchen Rubin said, outer order contributes to inner calm. It absolutely does. And one final quote, just to end this episode, it's by Gail Blanke. He said, when we throw out the physical clutter, we clear our minds. And when we throw out the mental clutter, we clear our souls. Have you seen that connection yet between your physical environment and your mental state? There is a connection there, my friend. Look out for it and see the difference of having a cleaner, clearer, decluttered environment, the impact that it has on your life. It is truly amazing. So as always, thank you so much for being here with me. I love and appreciate all, and I can't wait to catch you in the next episode. Until then, dream big, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friends.